Is your new year still falling flat? Do you avoid stairs with multiple steps? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E, but there's a cure. Now through January 31st, join Planet Fitness for just $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after just one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends Tuesday, January 31st. See Home Club for details. Yo, what's happening with what's happening? Welcome to What's Happening. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. It's a show we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro? Not much, man. Chilling, chilling. I mean, I ain't did nothing. I ain't know why. I just been sitting back and back. Actually playing video games for a little bit. I ain't played video games I don't know how many years. Yeah, man, I still owe you a lick back from when we played 2K in 2017. <laughs> That's I probably ain't forgot about that. I played video games for real. I ain't forgot about that. I think I'd have told y'all the story, but story time with your boy once again. Fred had a little job. He living in Kentucky. I recently got my promotion at the cell phone place that I used to work at. I'm living in Detroit. It's late at night. Fred injured. And uh, we decided to play some 2K online. I didn't put two and two together. Fred was injured, so he couldn't do nothing but play 2K. And I also didn't have a microphone. So not only did he blow me out in the middle of the game, he got a microphone on and he talking shit and I can't say nothing back. And I remember somebody came over and said, oh, you over here? he can hear you talking shit and he can't say nothing back? He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cold. So, <laughs> I still yeah. owe you a look back. If it's got to be some Mortal Kombat, if it's got to be some Uno online, something like that, I still owe you that look back, bro. Or it just might have to be WWE or whatever they call that shit. <laughs> I was a WWF myself, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And I hate that I had to do it like this, but we're going to get into the conversation. Usually we would bring on our guests before we jump into the conversation, but you can't miss the segue, so you have to ride the segue to get to the combo. <laughs> and now we will reverse it back and bring in our guests. So, you know, uh, Brittany, what's happening with you? <laughs> so much, so much. I love the segue. That was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. Oh, undefeated. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I had a second one because you know what I said. I was gonna say I was laying a smackdown on you. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> it, it, either way, you know what I'm saying. It was gonna. I was gonna jump in there. You know what I'm saying? Either way, so. He started naming off games, so I, well, you know, <laughs> but. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I've, I've been well. At, so my name is Brittany. I am a co-host of the Unapologetically Black podcast, um, Never Broken, Always Empowered. We had Brad on a couple weeks ago, so that's how we first met. So I am excited to be here and to have this conversation with y'all, but I've been well. I'm, I'm blessed. Honestly, we just drove back from Detroit, 589 miles from Detroit to Maryland. And this morning we had a flat tire. And I was like, I am so thankful that did not happen anywhere on the road. So, you know, we're good. We're good. Bless, bless and highly favored. And yeah, I did. I actually checked out a snippet of that uh, show that Brad was on. 
um, you know, I, I was actually, I was telling Brad, I was listening to it, and I'm, I'm sitting here responding in the background, like, like I'm on the show, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all can hear me. So That's what we I, want, though. <laughs> Next time, if you're live, hop in those comments, because we want it, that interaction. We feed off of it. Well, I didn't know about it. I just seen it when it was shared, so right. you know, it was after the fact, but... I definitely, oh yeah, I definitely would have, you know what I'm saying? But I think one of the funniest parts was uh, my man that said he had the anime car pull it up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I was weak. <laughs> so, when children get adult money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was too funny. Oh. too funny but yeah. yeah we have a lot of fun much like you guys so i'm excited yeah so if you like our show definitely check it out uh we had a link into it on the uh the the snippet that i posted last week and you know we'll definitely be sharing Brittany's information in the show notes as we usually do uh glad to have you here on, on our side of town uh <laughs> and um yeah so let's get into it so first of all Y'all heard Fred with the segue with the WWE. Now, do not hit skip. Do not turn off your, your headphones, <laughs> nothing like that. All right? Fred and I talk basketball a lot on this show. But when we talk basketball, we're not talking on-court production. We talk the issues around that production. And if you listen to this, you're like, the hell? They about to talk about some wrestling? <laughs> We're not going to talk about the in-ring work so much, but we're talking about the issues surrounding the organization. And the reason why we I wanted Brittany on this uh, episode in particular is here's what happened. So, first off, if you're listening to this show with your kids, first off, like, why? I'd be cussing. <laughs> like, don't I be cussing? Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Um, but I be cussing. You you a little more spiritual. <laughs> I'd be cussing in the spirit. I'd be like, Jesus bless the hell out of this. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, um, if you have kids and if your kids are just having to be wrestling fans, now's the time to hit pause and send them away. All right. Wrestling is not real. We know that. Right? <laughs> it is a it is scripted entertainment, right? The performers go out there, they know what they're supposed to do, they're told what they're supposed to do, they work, whatever. Blah blah blah. There's a there's a predetermined winner, predetermined loser, how that happens, all of that. Blah blah blah. You should know that by the time you're 12. If you don't, I'm sorry. Now you do. Reason why it's not really either. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What'd you say? Not real? I said Santa's not really either. I mean, since we're crushing dreams, but continue. Some sometimes my mother-in-law listens and she's gonna roll her eyes at that part right there. <laughs> Let them um, kids be kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um here's what happened, guys. Last week, so this is on May 16th, uh, Monday Night Raw. Two wrestlers, uh, one, I'm just gonna go by their character names, not their real names, but I don't want to get confusing. Sasha Banks, the other, um, Naomi. They are the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. They go into the arena early in the day, Monday Night Raw. They're getting their assignment. They are learning that they are scheduled to 
although they're the tag team champions, they are scheduled to compete against each other and four other women in a match to determine the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. They say, this doesn't make sense. Why are we doing this? They talk to the to the boss, who is Vince McMahon. You probably know who that is. Rumor, some rumors say Vince McMahon said, you guys are right. This doesn't make sense. We'll change it. Other rumors say that he didn't change it. The rumors that says that he did agree to change it to their face says that later in the day, they were told that they're actually going to do the same thing that they were told originally. They protest. They leave their physical championship belts with the head of talent relations and they walk out and they do not. And this all happens before Monday Night Raw is on TV. Friday, uh, they have their SmackDown show. Uh, first off, on Instagram, uh, WWE says they were scheduled to perform. They didn't perform. So we could not deliver the match that we planned to deliver to you guys. This is scripted entertainment um, where performers are expected to perform uh, to the terms of their contract. On Friday, in the middle of their show, they broke out a character to announce this, to announce that they have stripped these two women of their tag team championship and that they are indefinitely suspended. So lots of drama around it, around the creativity. Um, and what I should mention, you know, and the one reason why I wanted to have Brittany on there is that these are black women. And I have my suspicions as to, uh, not suspicions, I shouldn't say that. There's some some clear issues here, but I wanted to have a black woman who's also a wrestling fan mm -hmm. to make sure that we can provide that type of perspective to the best of our ability. You know, we, we did the Kevin Samuels thing two weeks ago. We ended up needed a woman and we didn't have it. I didn't want to do that to y'all twice. That's funny. I, I think it's also important to note not only are they both black women, but they were the first black female tag team champions as well. So this wow, is yeah. surrounding first, the first yes. First ever. I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. There's been uh, like single women tag black tag team champions, but in, right. in the first to headline WrestleMania. The first black women ever. Right. Back. Sasha Banks was last year. Sasha yeah. Banks, yeah. Yeah, with Bianca Belair. Yeah. Which was also really nice. And then the other thing is in the scripting of what was going to happen at Raw, it was that Naomi or Sasha was going to pin Naomi, or like they were basically going to turn on each other. Yeah. Um and belittle their belts that they've worked so hard to get to, essentially. Um so that they could go after Ronda Rousey. So anyone who's an MMA fan, Ronda Rousey is the current champion who they'd be going up against. That's who they're pushing. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, belittling these two women. So. so I think one thing that we need to like really establish to for the listeners to understand, because I would anticipate that a lot of our listeners don't watch wrestling and they're rolling their eyes like, okay. Right. Y'all said y'all not going to talk about wrestling, but y'all just talked a lot about wrestling. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Women in that industry, uh, in particular in that company, have not been respected for a very, very, very long time. Um, and I think it was either 2000, 
15, you might remember, Brittany, 2014, to give Divas a chance. Tweet. Yeah, yeah, it was like 2015. When also, they started doing the revolution. Yeah, they did. Um, they used to call the women Divas, and the men were superstars. Um, and there was a match on Monday Night Raw. It was like a six-woman tag team match, so that was three on three. The match went less than two minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was over with. And that was, you know, give Divas a chance. And it was, hey, these women are actually talented. They're not just, you know, good-looking women that you could, that you just need to put out there for us to have eye candy. Like, they can actually do the performance just as well, if not better. I personally think that, um, I personally think that Sasha Banks in particular is the best performer that they have on their roster, period, man yeah. or woman. I think Sasha she, Banks is also Snoop Dogg's cousin. So for oh. the listeners to try to yeah. relate. <laughs> I was wondering why that bloodline post of his, I didn't get how that correlated, but thank you. Oh yeah, they're cousins. Yeah. Um, like legit cousins too, not just like a, oh yeah. <laughs> not not like me and you brothers. <laughs> well, no, nah, he said bloodline, so I, I thought it, you know what I mean, it was yeah. deeper than that, but I just didn't. You good. You good. So the thing is, is that the women have really spent the last seven years, you know, working over that that part of the show, making it acceptable, making it entertaining, and they've they've gone through so much great lengths. So um, the Divas Championship was retired in 2016, and it was a new women's championship. And then now there's two women's championships. And then, well, now, now there's three because they created a tag team championship for women as well. Women are main eventing shows. They're main eventing pay-per-views. They're main eventing WrestleManias. Mm-hmm. Two, of the last, uh, two of the last four WrestleManias, the last match on, on one of the shows was a women's match. So it, it, it's they've gone through great lengths. And then these women are performing well they're carrying ratings they're they they do great things in the ring it's not just like cat fights and slapping and ripping their clothes off and walking around in skippy bikinis like they are just as good and often better than many of the of the male performances and the issue with Sasha and Naomi um is they disagreed with booking and they were publicly put down by the company on social media, on live TV, right? And there are other instances in the company's history, both recent and not so recent, that other people have did this that don't look like them that did not get this same degree of vitriol. So another example is there's a lady, uh, Tony Storm, Talented wrestler. She is, is she Canadian? Uh, yes, I believe right. so. I believe so. Um, I mean, whatever. She's a white woman. <laughs> um, she disagreed with New where Zealand. the booking was. Oh, okay. Forgive me. Um, she disagreed the way her, her scripting was, her booking was. She walked out. No public shaming, nothing like that. She asked to be released from her contract. She was released from her contract. She's now working for another company. No problem when she did mm-hmm. it. 
Um, very similar situation happened with another wrestler, CM Punk. This was back in 2014. He disagreed with how his booking was. It's literally almost the same. Like, it almost played out the same way. He went into a Monday Night Raw, was told that this is what he was doing, said it was stupid. He had been complaining about the way he had been booked for years. Um, walked out. We haven't seen him on WWE TV since. This was eight years ago. He's now wrestling for another company mm-hmm. as well. Um, the golden. He even, he even made a speech. He came yeah. out and like spoke his mind. <laughs> like talk trash about WWE on TV. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't have the same backlash. Yeah. Was that after his contract was canceled? Or, or no, this was this was in wow. his in his walkout process. Mm. Like this was his live, essentially, I quit speech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Brittany, being a black woman, being a wrestling fan, watching this play out over the last week, what did what did you see? What did you feel? What did you think? So Watching this play out has been, it's been very, what's the word? I'm, I guess kind of disturbing in a sense because these two women have essentially worked their asses off their entire career. Um, and they've consistently been shitted on. Like if you really look at it, I think um, last year, maybe a little over a year ago, um, the hashtag Naomi deserves better was going around because they just weren't using her at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha Banks, a few years ago, took a mental health break um, just to get her life together because they've been overworking her but not treating her right. Um, I think she's had three championship title reigns and they've all been under 30 days. So I think the shortest one was eight days from the moment she got the title to the moment they gave it to someone else. So... Although they've been putting her out there and using her name, using her fame, she's been a part of the Star Wars um, franchise recently. The uh, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, yeah. Um, and they've been really pushing her because she is someone that's memorable. She has blue hair. She's, you know, I mean, extremely athletic. She's a face yeah. that sticks with you. So these are two women that they've been really using to market themselves to a certain demographic, obviously. And um, for them to simply say, this doesn't make sense. Like, let's come up with a storyline that makes sense so that we're not just, we have we have the championship belts and that's important. So for you to act like these belts aren't important um, and to just move on to the next big thing, they were fighting to just, be treated fairly or be treated like the champions they are. And from what I understand, this wasn't, you know, the one day they walked in and they're upset. They had been talking to creative because they have had not had a storyline in place. It's just been hack havoc. We're fighting champions, whoever, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, so for the first storyline to be you pin each other um, and move on. And for them to be essentially told by WWE executives and producers and creative that they're difficult to work with, because that's the same thing that essentially buried dark skin Aunt Viv's career. 
was Will saying she's difficult to work with. And that's the constant narrative that Black women get, that we're aggressive, we're angry, and you can't work with us. So for them to push that narrative, regardless of what everything else is happening, um, or everything else that's happening around it is, it's disgusting. And it's, to me, honestly, Vince McMahon, you do things your own way. You make things your own, just the way you like them. Your bank should do that for you too. The Bank of Clark is the bank for that. From banking to lending to wealth management, when you need financial services built just for you, we're the bank for that. Find out what banking designed just for you is all about. Call 1-800-650-8723. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. That's bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC. This is going to be a little, <laughs> a little spicy. This um, is what <laughs> you can say whatever you need to say. He's he's a modern day slave owner, essentially. Um, I didn't know that was coming. Yeah, yeah. that's a, he's a modern <laughs> day slave it. owner. Um, he has these people on contract. They have no health care involved in this contract, but they're putting their bodies on the line. When we say WWE and wrestling is fake, it is fake. But they are taking these hits. These bumps are happening. Um, Big E, who was recently, you know, champion, he broke his neck in ring on TV um, and had to be wheeled out. But these medical bills are being paid for them out of their pockets. Yeah. A lot of times wrestlers are crowdsourcing for that. Um, so he has them under contract. He recently, in the pandemic, told all of his contractors that they can not work for anyone else. They cannot do anything else and they can't make any other money outside of WWE. Like, yeah. go ahead. And what we should clarify <laughs> for the listeners that don't know is that, is that WWE considers their performers to be independent contractors. Yes. So let's, let's put it in layman's terms, right? Sorry, 1099. I, 1099. Mm -hmm. I, you guys have heard me talk about this on the podcast in the past. I do DoorDash for extra money on the side. I do Ship for extra money at this on the side. This is essentially if WWE is DoorDash, there would be there would be them saying DoorDash to be saying that you can't do Ship. Right. Yeah, and for them it was specifically like cameo. So as superstars, they were doing cameos. I don't know if you guys are familiar with those, but mm -hmm. you know, recorded messages. Yeah. Um, we actually had one, I just mentioned Big E, we had Big E do one for our children. And it, I mean, it was expensive. <laughs> I think we were, but we were balling on that stimmy. Um, it was like two fifty. <laughs> it was like $200 for like two minutes of him talking to our kids, but they loved it. Yeah. Um, and he put a stop to that. They couldn't make any other money outside of what they or what he dictated was okay. Only certain podcasts could exist because they were behind them. Um, Twitch, they cut off. They fired people because they still wanted to, you know, have a life outside of being an independent contractor. I say all of this because it circles back to my, you know, strong ass statement that <laughs> he's a modern day slave owner. He he has all these people. He's claiming that they're independent contractors, but he has complete control over what they do at all times. And the moment someone speaks up for themselves or has a voice, it's an issue. And he publicly embarrasses them. They, um, if it isn't something like suspension, which honestly you don't ever really hear, you don't hear about suspension. You hear rumors, 
yeah. but they, like you said, they broke character to announce it was a suspension. Um, they usually just act like it's an injury and they just keep you off TV. Yeah. So um, for them to get suspended and um, if it's not a suspension, it's you lose all of your matches embarrassingly or they put you in storylines where your wife, like in real life, is cheating on you. Like they do things to embarrass you when you do something as simple as speaking up for yourself or saying that you're not comfortable. Um, so with that being said, the way he treated Naomi and Sasha for literally just saying, make this make sense, is it's deplorable. Um, yeah, like in not only are they suspended, but they're freezing their contracts. Yeah, hey, I heard that they might do that. I don't know. Apparently, that's what they've been doing. Like that's well, a yeah. They're, as of right now, they're suspending their contracts are frozen. As of right yeah, now. and I know Naomi has two months left. So yeah. that means they can keep her suspended as long as they want to keep her, then bring her back and make her work for them for two months. Like no matter what, and then after that's up, you're still under um, a. a, a you know, do not compete clause or whatever for six months or however long they do yeah. it. I think do not compete is only relative if they fire you. I think once your contract ends, you can just go do whatever okay. immediately. But I think if they fire you, you got 90 days, do not compete. Um, so, Fred, you are, you know, you don't watch. Uh, I, like, yeah, like, I haven't watched wrestling in years, but I mean, Still in a nutshell, like I, I'm looking at certain things. Like I watched a little snippet um, of the commentators, you know, speaking out kind of badly on them, you know, because they walked out and, you know, didn't give the show that they were supposed to give, made everybody down. They made sure they were adamant about, you know, maintaining that narrative of how they let the fans down. Um, throughout the whole entire little clip that I, I watched of them, you know, speaking on them. And, you know, everybody's talking about how they haven't said anything back. But I'm almost certain that it's contractual, that they almost can't speak. They cannot. You know, <laughs> so uh, a lot For the of the terms of their contract, they can't do any type of media without permission from the WWE. Exactly. The contract. So they spin the narrative how they want. You only see one side of it, you know what I'm saying? Because they've made their move, but it's kind of like, you know, when you're playing chess and, and someone keeps saying check, you know what I'm saying? It's not checkmate, but it's check. And, and it's like, mm -hmm. you've made your move, but now anywhere you go, I kind of got you. Right. You know what I mean? So, and, and I think that's, mm -hmm. it's, it's important to make sure that people do know that like, hey, I'm sure these ladies were able to speak after the move they made. You know, I, I feel like the move they made was like the statement to show and say, hey, listen, look, pay attention. It's not right. Mm -hmm. Like, because it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I, I don't watch it. I'm listening to what you guys say. I'm looking at the articles. It makes no sense that if we just won a tag team championship, we don't have to defend our championship. We we don't even have a you know a scenario where we we break up and, and we're going solo after losing a championship or something of that scenario. Like nothing revolves around our tag team championship. We're just gonna go into this you know what I'm saying battle royale 
pretty much type of fight. And then you want it to end with the two best women fighters going after each other. That there's no purpose in that. And you so, know, so the only thing that is is ratings and sales because, of course, now that they're the tag team champions, anybody would want to see, well, I wonder which one is really better. You know what I mean? Like, theoretically, that's what you're going to say. Like, I which, I wonder which one's better than the other. So you're going to want to see that. And, and so, and let me, first off, let me talk about these tag team titles. And then to both of you, don't let me forget to play devil's advocate because we got we to gotta do both sides to be as fair as possible. Mm -hmm. But so, to put it in perspective, this WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, I guess there was a version of it in like the 70s or 80s, maybe even the, the early 90s. I don't, this before, if early 90s, I was like four or five, whatever, right? This current Tag Team Championship was created in 2019. Um, rumors have it, you know, we don't have any official information that many of the women were advocating for a Women's Tag Team Championship. At this point, the roster was full talented women their roster is for those that, that that don't know even though wwe is one company they act as if they are three separate companies mm -hmm. with raw being its own show smackdown being its own show and nxt being its own show so they have three shows that each operate with their own champions and uh you know lower champions and, and tag champions and all of that now this women's tag team championship is designed to go between raw and smackdown um, and there's a lot of women talent on the roster, but the only thing that they had to do to have any meaningful storylines for were the Raw Women's Championship for the Raw Women, the SmackDown Women's Championship for the SmackDown Women. If you have two women fighting for that title, they could have anywhere between like 10 to 12 other women that had nothing to do on the show. The tag team championship made sense, the roster was big enough. Sasha and Bailey. They the rumors are that they were the ones that advocated like the strongest to get that title created, mm -hmm. and they were the first ones scheduled to win it. They won it, and they were supposed to go on a long title reign to establish some value behind the title. You know, win it, defend it, defend it, defend it, go for a while before you have it. That's how you establish. That's how you make it look like it's worth something. Is that you have a champion defend it, bring honor to it. You can put a face to a name. That's that's how right. it. Um, and you don't treat it like a prop that people trade off month after month after month. If you follow UFC or if you follow boxing, the champions that when you hear that and still, it's like, oh my god, this mm -hmm. person won again. Like that's crazy. Roy Mayweather. I mean, you exactly. know, he's fifty something and oh, it's like exactly. right. So they were told. Yes, we're going to create this title. Yes, we're going to let you two be the first ones to win it. And we're going to let you two go on a run and establish this championship. Well, one month later, they lost the championship. Yeah. And Crazy. that title has been flipped and back and forth. Just about every woman on their roster has held that championship. And most of them have never held it with the same person more than once. Mm -hmm. Sasha well, now former champion since they stripped off the title. Sasha is a three-time champion, twice with Bailey and once with her current partner, Naomi. And two other ladies, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, they won it twice. 
every other woman, every other woman, every other woman who's won it has won it with a different woman, like every time, not like an established tag team. So exactly what these women wanted to avoid was like, don't give us a prop just to just have us on there to wrestle for, you know, two or three minutes. Like, let's make sure that women's wrestling matters. It's exactly what's not happening. And to what Fred was saying earlier, they were saying, we just won these titles. Why are y'all having us fight against each other? And so the plan was, is that Naomi was going to win uh, against Sasha so she could face the Raw Women's Champion. And then they were going to have Sasha face the SmackDown Women's Champion at their next uh, event, Hell in a Cell, which is coming in a couple weeks. So, again, those tag team championships, there was going to be nothing with it and nothing set up in the future with it. So not only do you have these single, these tag team champions fighting for the single titles, that means that every other woman on the show has nothing going on, and right. that means there's no value because neither one of these two women are were scheduled to win the singles title either. So the other, between the, the two rosters, the other 18, 20 women that they have, nothing going on. And then there's nothing happening with this tag team championship. And the quickest way to lose interest in the title is to not have it defended, to not do anything with it. So my question is, how many men tag team champions have defended a title? Like, how long? <laughs> what's the longest reign of a men tag team champion? So currently, the Usos, <laughs> um, I think they're, what, like, 400 500 like they they're they've gone they're, for a year they've gone for a year they're not quite a full year yet they're at 280 i think friday was 280 days and then okay. they how and often then, are they tested all the time all the time they're def they defended on so there's a raw and a smackdown tag team <laughs> championship yeah the men have two the men have two and there's more men. It, it yeah, makes sense. absolutely. I actually think that it doesn't make sense. I think it makes sense to have one tag team champion for men, but whatever. They have now. I don't know. They have Friday. now. Uh, on Friday, they had the Raw and tag team champions uh, fought for, it was winner take all, and the Usos won those titles as well. Um, we should also mention And that, ain't Naomi married? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And uh, is, is it Jimmy or Jay? They're twins. She's, she's married to Jimmy. Okay. Um, they're related to the Rock essentially through bloodline. Rikishi's their father. Um, there's yeah. just so many Samoan wrestlers that are all in their family, and yeah, That's she's a, married to them. That is a ridiculous family tree. So Naomi is. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dope ass family tree. <laughs> it actually is crazy. It actually is crazy. But um, anyway, we don't want to get you know too too deep down in there. But so, but to your point, like. It means something to be so. Um, there's on the men's side, so there's the Usos. The Usos are twin brothers, they've been a part of the main roster for probably 10 years minimum, probably longer. I feel like they debuted in 2008 or nine, um, but at least 10 years. They've won countless tag team championships between the various shows. Um, Right now they're better than they've ever been. Like they like they're really good, but they're like great. Um you, there's been other tag teams established, like it means something 
And you're going to get at least one of those two tag team championships uh, presented on every like major show, at least one. You usually get both of them presented every single time. If they're not, they're being prominently featured on the regular weekly TV shows, Raw and SmackDown. Like, it means something, you know. And the women's, there's only, they can find time to schedule both individual, and this sounds tone deaf a little bit now that they literally just unified them. But for the last, you know, 20 years, if they've had two tag team championships, they figured out a way to, to make two tag team championships work out. And they've got this one championship for the women. And they're like, eh, we're just going to leave it alone for a little while. It, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, absolutely. And then not to mention, even the women's championship belt is also not always prominent. You get the same people fighting for it. Yes, the women's roster is, well, at this point, dwindling. Um, but you literally are seeing the same matches over and over again. And any, honestly, any time a Black woman has held that belt, it has been taken from them quickly. Bianca Belair, we had mentioned her earlier. She was, um, she's also a Black woman. She's current champ, but she lost her belt in like 2.5 seconds. Um, what was that? In one of the that was that was SummerSlam. I yeah. forgive I forgive them for that because they did tell a, a great story at the end of it. It was still it was annoying the way it went down. Yeah. Um but yeah. All right. So let me play Devil's Devil's advocate. advocate. Let me play Devil's Advocate, right? Uh what I started to talk about earlier that I didn't finish is again, we this is not the first time that wrestlers have you know walked out because the way that they've been booked, the way that they've been told to do certain things is just flat out BS. It's not the first time it's happened at all. My earliest memory of this happening where someone disagreed with the booking, so they walked out. Excuse me, taking a sip of water. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't care if you know wrestling or not. You That's know who that name is. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 2002, um, also, if you're human, and you live in the United States, I'm sure you know who Brock Lesnar is. If you're an adult, you know who Brock Lesnar is. You probably know him from UFC. Um, he started, he got huge first in WWE in his first run there. Um, again, wrestling is scripted. They were pushing this guy to the moon. Um, and they used to do this tournament called the King of the Ring tournament. And Brock Lesnar and Stone Cold were supposed to fight on raw in a qualifying match for this tournament stone cold didn't want to do it because he's like stone cold said i don't mind putting people over that's bs if you ask me but we won't do that right now uh he's like you know i don't mind putting people over but i'm stone cold steve austin this should be a pay-per-view type match put some hype behind it don't just give it away for free on regular Monday Night Raw. And this is in an era where you still buy the pay-per-views for 40 or 50 bucks every month, not like the network where they have the, the big money deal and things of that nature. Um, anyway, he was told, no, like, this is what we're going to do. He legit walked out. And I'm saying I'm playing devil's advocate because he was publicly shamed. They used to do this show on their website called Bite This, 
uh, where they would break character and talk about real stuff that happened. Vince McMahon went on the show to talk about what happened. Or I think Stone Cold called into the show and said, yeah, this is, I don't like the way things are going right now. Uh, my booking has been ridiculous. It's that and the other. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to do it. Um, the rock was like a way, this is like right at the time when rock was really only part-time wrestling because his movie career was really taking off. And he like came back, uh, on a random episode of raw. Uh, and this is at the time that they changed their name to W from WWF to WWE and their promo for the name change was get the F out. And he cut this massive promo on stone cold and said, if you don't like what's happening here, you can get the F out. Like, so it's not the first time. The point that I'm making is it's not the first time that they have publicly talked someone down um, in this manner. Uh, it's not the first time. Being fair. It happened to Stone Cold Steve Austin, who is a white man. So being fair in that regard. Um, but it just, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. And it's, it's different. It's not social media. It wasn't breaking character on TV um, to yeah. talk about it. That's the part. They didn't, like, The Rock came and did it on Monday Night Raw. And, like, that was it. If you wanted to see more, you had to do the bite, the bite this thing. You had to have an internet connection at your home in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You had to kind of go through a lot to get there, right? This, they put it on Instagram and Twitter, Twitter. and all their socials that night. They did it on uh they did it on SmackDown, on live TV. Um and I mean, they pulled the their merch from from yeah. online. They removed them from the opening credits. They I mean they essentially erased their existence. Yeah from wow. like moving forward. And honestly, in the past, they have also erased people from the history too. So it really kind of depends on how it plays out. Like Chris Benoit, I don't know if you guys remember. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's different, but that's different. it's he completely different. It's completely different. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to compare the two, but like they've erased him completely. You can't say his name. He's not in anything. It's yeah. And yeah, so <laughs> completely you know, different. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm just thinking about recent history. You know, we talked about the CM Punk piece of it. Um, Dolph Ziggler, who's a white guy, fantastic, talented wrestler. Um, this is the guy that's consistently underutilized. They put their United States Championship on him. I think this was 2018. They put their United States Championship on him. Um, he disagreed with everything that was happening. He literally went out on SmackDown and said, I'm sorry, I can't defend this. Put the title in the middle of the ring and left. And like we thought he was gone. And it was like legit, like he had beef and was trying to and was trying to leave. Um, they didn't publicly shame him. Right. They did not, you know, put out a whole story on on um he went out on TV and said, Sorry, I can't defend this. Like mm -hmm. he like they had the courtesy, Naomi and Sasha, to to talk about it in the back room and 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 stand up for themselves. Another piece that's missing is from the that we haven't talked about from the story that they went to Vince. Uh 
Vince said, yes, you guys are right. We're going to change the booking. But then Vince sent somebody else to say, yeah, we're doing the same thing. Um, and, and they said, no, we like we talked to Vince. Like, we need to go talk to Vince again because we need to understand what's happening here. And these two black women were told that they needed to fix their attitude. Mm-hmm. On, on a, several occasions in the process. Right. And so... And, and and you know this is a point where there's leverage. This is probably right now for the wrestling business. This is probably the biggest like boom in that industry since late '90s, early 2000s. Like there's yeah. um, a lot of people interested in it. There's a lot of companies that are thriving. Um, there's a newer company, AEW. Uh, which is owned by the Khan family, which is the same family that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're putting in a lot of money. They're siphoning talent left and right uh, from all sorts of promotions, from WWE, from Japan, from all sorts of places. Um, and so, you know, when Stone Cold 20 years ago threw his fit, there was nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Nowhere else to go respectively like for what for what his star level was there was right. nowhere for him to, to 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 go um nobody could pay him the money you know um but now we're at a point where like the sasha basis for my taste she is the absolute best wrestler on the wwe roster in terms of in-ring talent in terms of being able like storytelling talent microphone yeah. Her character, character, everything like she is it. Um, in terms of the talent level, she's the best. She's not the biggest star, but she is the best star uh, that they have. And I think she's playing her cards. You guys can treat me better, treat me with more respect, or lose me. I agree, and I think I think that that in theory is very smart, but we've also seen on many occasions Vince McMahon say he, like you just said, he'd do something and then do the opposite. Um, like I said a few years ago, Sasha took a break and they essentially begged her to come back to then do this to her again. You know so, what I mean? So Let's talk about that. And there's also rumors that Ronda Rousey is a part of, a part of the problem. Something that WWE has done as it has grown um, is it attracts part-time stars. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Most notably, Brock Lesnar, uh, but also in recent years, Goldberg comes back and works part-time. Although he hasn't actually wrestled a match in six years, The Rock comes back and works part-time. Undertaker just retired. Undertaker just retired, but he hasn't worked full time since early 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, you know, I'm not saying that to to disrespect these guys or anything like that. But what happens is, is that what we talk about, what we see on TV is Raw, we see SmackDown, and we see the premium live events that they put on every single month. But there's also live events or what's called house shows. These people often work 
five nights a week. And so what happens is, is that these guys are the ones that are carrying the brand, carrying the ratings, working in and out, night in, night out, putting their bodies on the line, this, that, and the other. And then what happens is, is that someone like a Ronda Rousey, who was a massive star, right? And I don't want to downplay that, um, but she, because she's Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. She is. Until she loses. Well, <laughs> oh, we didn't even go there. I didn't think about that. But you're right, though. Um, but these, these, um, these part-time stars, they come in, they take these top-tier main event spots in the card, and where you perform on the card, what you're doing, determines how you get paid. Mm-hmm. And so what we kind of alluded to, uh, earlier, we talked about last year's WrestleMania main event. One of the two was Sasha Banks uh, and uh, Bianca Belair. That was the first time two black women main event at WrestleMania, but that was the first time to any uh, any black woman WrestleMania uh, main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Two years prior to that, WrestleMania main event was uh, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch. Charlotte Flair triple threat match for both women's titles that Becky Lynch won. No issue with Becky Lynch winning. She was at that point, she was the biggest star in the company. Absolutely the right move to do from a storytelling perspective. Um, but Ronda Rousey, did she wrestle anything outside of her pay-per-view matches? No. No, she never I mean, so. No. Here's what happened with Ronda Rousey. She debuted at the Royal Rumble, which is January 2018. She wrestled her first match at WrestleMania in 2018. Um, A couple months later, she wrestles for the women's title. Doesn't win the title yet, but then literally the next month, she wins the title. And then she wrestles essentially once a month um, for the women's title until she loses the title at WrestleMania. Sasha Banks starts off in their development program with NXT, working at so many nights a week, whatever it is, house shows, live shows, whatever, gets to Monday Night Raw, is a big focus and reason behind this whole women's uh, revolution, where they begin to take notice of, wrest- of women's wrestling, respect women's wrestling, give them better booking, give them better stories, give them meaningful things to do. And it's the reason why you can have a breakout star like a Becky Lynch. But then Ronda Rousey gets to take that top spot, which means she gets to take that top spot money. Mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey loses, goes away for three years. Did not show back up. This was 2019 at WrestleMania. Did not show back up on WWE TV until this year's Royal Rumble. Wins the Royal Rumble. Wins the championship at WrestleMania. Um, And the rumors are is that Sasha Banks, again, she was scheduled to wrestle Ronda Rousey for this championship and lose. She didn't want to do another job to Ronda Rousey. And she shouldn't have to be. Because she is a champion in her own right. So to be a jobber, which, you know, essentially is just the person to come out there and put someone else over is disrespectful. Like, utterly disrespectful. Because honestly, 
there's a lot of other talent back there where it would make more sense for them. Um, I mean, this is another name no one's going to recognize, but like Lacey, they've been showing her coming back. It would make sense for her to want to run in and jump in and go after the championship because that was her storyline prior to her in real life getting pregnant yep. and going on maternity leave. Um, but you're choosing to use your tag team, your black tag team superstars to go lose <laughs> against, you know, a predominant white woman um, to put them over and make them look better. And as opposed to just, like we said, respecting the titles they have and allowing them to go on their run, go through NXT. They did it a little bit with Bailey and Sasha, a little bit, but it was short-lived. And in both of those times where it turned over, they turned on each other. It was still <clears throat> essentially a cat fight. It was women that can't get along <laughs> turning on each other and moving on. So the storylines are repetitive with the tag team champions. I do, and I'm going to play devil's advocate again. I give them grace on that because the story that First off, they stole that they told that story for like three years, which is something that they never do. It's hard for them to stay focused on something for three months. Um, they also like told the story that like you can't trust Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is gonna be the one to turn is gonna yeah. be the one to turn on her eventually. She needs to watch her back. And it was Bailey that actually turned on Sasha, made Sasha the good guy. Um, so I forgive them for that because even though they kind of they they did a great job with it, and like when they involved the tag team championship in that feud, it was the vehicle to advance a story. Like part of the story you're yeah. telling is that Sasha's not going to turn on Bailey because Sasha wants to keep that championship. Yeah, I hear you, um, but it's. <clears throat> What I meant by that is just the women in general. You're right. They did use that to give uh, Sasha some face value. But essentially, it's the way they treat the women. Because most of the women aren't tag teams. Oh. They're and that's, together. That's <laughs> what I was going to ask was, is it is it a black thing? Or is it more just because from what it sounds like, it's more just the women in general. Like, the women are getting screwed over. Nine times out of ten, so it's, compared it's both. It's the women both. get screwed over, the black people get screwed over, mm -hmm. and, and there's that both. that intersecting circle. <laughs> even with even with Stone Cold situation being like um, Sasha Banks now, well, Stone Cold was still able to come back in his retirement match and fight make that big bank, and then be able to leave. I I mean, we don't know what will come from this, but gotcha. it, it wasn't played out the same way. So They, they worked say, it out with Stone Cold, that, and that's like, social media wasn't, it didn't exist in 2002, right? Like I said, the only, like, if you had to, you have to watch that episode of Raw to know that, like, Stone Cold walked out. Like, it, it. if you missed that two-week period and you never looked, there's, you probably didn't know. There's somebody who knows who Stone Cold is that's going to listen to this because they don't keep up with wrestling. Like, I didn't know Stone Cold walked out on the WWF. Mm -hmm. 
Exactly. <laughs> and, and I actually, you know, watched back then like that. That is a time that you could have hit me, and I, I'd be in tune with the episode. You know what I'm saying? Of right. Monday Night Raw or Friday Night Raw, whatever it was back then. But like, they didn't go through great lengths and announce it on multiple shows. At least to the best of my memory, announcing it on multiple shows and Stone Cold walked away, and. The stand the third, blah blah blah. They worked out their beef um in the end, and they brought Stone Cold, they brought Stone Cold back. Uh, he ended up wrestling for a little bit, retired, but then he stayed as like an on he had some injuries. He stayed as like an on-screen character for the better part of a year, maybe two years. And then he's always been like uh at that point, he started getting like his own TV shows and movie deals and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I mean he he would pop up occasionally. Um, but like they made it work, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it just felt like they went to great lengths to to shame them, yeah, to drag drag them. them. And, and 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 then you know, again, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. There are some things that it's it's like a two steps forward and one step back thing. Like we're talking about this whole like they the last seven years. What they've done with women's wrestling, the the attention to detail and care that they paid to that part of the show is great. Like I said, I personally feel Sasha Banks is the most talented person that they have on their roster, and it's because they've given her. I always thought she was good, but it's because they've given the women the avenue to shine that has really allowed her skill set to shine quite bright. Another thing that they've done, got to get it out there. For a long time, The Rock was the only black man to hold the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, which is arguably mm-hmm. the most prestigious championship you could hold in all of wrestling. That, for a long time, was it. Since 2019, we've had three... Since 2019, black men have held the championship just as often, if not more, than white men. Uh, yeah. Definitely men of color at that point, when you factor in... Uh, the current champion Roman Reigns is um, Samoan. Like, so they they've done better with booking the champions and highlighting, uh, you know, the black characters. And it, it there was a, a for a long time, you know, the black character was just a thug, typically, or mm-hmm. or corny as hell. Like, <laughs> that's that's really all it was. Um, and like they're really embracing like a whole lot of it. So we're talking two steps forward, one step back. They get better, but every now and then something like this happens. It's like, damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And honestly, it really sometimes feels like it's who is around Vince, like who his team is that kind of because I really feel like to his core, I, I don't like the man. So to his core, I feel like he is sexist and I feel like he is racist. I mean, he is aligned with Trump. So, you know, be that as that may. Uh, He's an old old white man. Yeah. I I, I do think that he is, he's for sure um, easily influenced. And we've seen that, you know, if you follow wrestling, there's time and time again examples with the way that things have been booked, the way things have been presented. I that mean, him saying nigga on TV <laughs> was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, if y'all have seen that, if y'all have seen that clip, it's not a fake one. He he that that happened. Um tell me he did not just say that. He he said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean it's mm, it's just it's the way that it was handled. And like I said, the most recent example is Tony Storm. And again, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. The only time that I've seen this happen with the champion is 2018 uh, with Dolph Ziggler. He was the United States champion. Um, they're underutilizing him again, and they're still underutilizing him to this very day. Absolutely. And this is a white guy, He, but he's hella talented. He's one of the best performers that they have on the roster for sure. Um, and it's guys like him that work every Raw, SmackDown, whatever show he's on, works these house shows. Um, it just gets used for whatever segment that they want to use. But then, you know, a guy like a Goldberg can come in and say, we're going to give Goldberg a championship match. We know he's 50. And we know. That bag. <laughs> and that bag. We just and it's going to be a your children, all that. Now, but there's also like the capitalism piece of it too, the business piece. It's Goldberg can command that kind of money. To say, hey. I, I hear you, but I also feel like as a viewer, I don't want to continue to see these old retired men coming in and holding championships. Like, I want to see you foster your new talent. I want to see you push these other people that are sitting in the locker room day in and day out and catering, watching TV. Because that's essentially what most of your staff, like your roster is doing. And, you know, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that because the reason that they were able to beat WCW and WCW went out of business was because WCW got made their name on hiring and pushing old WWF stars. Mm-hmm. They never built up new stars. I mean, they were, Hulk Hogan was the man of the WWE in the eighties. And, you know, by the time we got to like 91, 92, people were getting tired of them. And then WCW in 1999 and 2000, they're still acting like he's like the top guy. Like right. that's why people tuned out. So it's like you know the recipe. You and it's not like even like the company change. Vince McMahon, like you were there. Mm-hmm. You, Vince McMahon, made new stars. Yeah, and, and you pushed the talent that you had. You made those guys present. You presented those guys week in and week out. And now here you are doing the same thing. With but you have AEW who is also taking the talent that WWE has been just throwing away essentially. Yep. Um, they've been having so many. I honestly, it feels like every quarter there's a long list of just talent cuts, and more than likely, these most of them are being cut to make room in the budget for these part timer big name people to come back and do a shop. Like, yeah. they look at them as disposable. And AEW is taking them. And over there, not only do they have access to medical care, because that is very important <laughs> to these people, um, they have complete, well, a lot of control over their creative narrative and how they want to be seen and the storylines that they're put into. And a lighter schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... With that being said, and you know that's where your talent is going, to continue to treat them like this to me is like 
circling back. It, it's crazy. To me, it's like, how can you act like that? I know that you think you're the big dog, but to my husband and I decided that we were no longer watching WWE because of this, because of the way they're treating Naomi and Sasha, because of the way they treat their talent in general. And we will be watching more AEW. And I know we're not the only people who feel that way. And the ratings are going to plummet. They all, they all honestly haven't even been doing that well in general. <laughs> but they're going to plummet because of, of this type of behavior. It's, it's childish, really. Like, I'd yeah. rather you both be quiet in the situation than to push a narrative of essentially angry Black women who, you know, can't be worked with, can't be tamed, won't do what they're supposed to do. And you know that's not what happened. <laughs> like, we all know that's not what happened. So what do you guys say to the people that are listening to this, that are watching this whole scenario play out, and they say they have a job to do? Why can't they just go out there and do their job? Who cares about where you're scheduled to perform at? Like, go do your job. So what I would say to them, so real life example, I recently applied for a lead position at a job and they came back to me. And although I have over 10 years of managerial experience, they came back to me and told me that they don't feel like I'm qualified for that position and they'd rather me be in the call center. And at first, you know, I got off the phone. I was like, okay. But I thought about it and I was like, You're, not only are you highly undervaluing me, and everything I've done to get here, you didn't even give me the opportunity to sit in front of you and present, you know, who I am before you told me I wasn't qualified for that. So, and with that being said, I, I decided to turn down the opportunity to interview for that because I felt disrespected. Um, although I know that in that call center, every single time I picked up that phone, my foot would be on Scott's neck, because that was his name. <laughs> um, the moral of the story is it's about valuing yourself whether you have a job to do or not you don't get to lose who you are Sasha Banks as a character is still Mercedes as a woman and this is your life like you said it's five six nights a week it's 365 days a year essentially they really don't even get Christmas off so they are devoting everything to that and you are devaluing who they are. You've already said you own their likeness, you own their their everything. And I don't want to be viewed like that. So yes, I have a job, but I also have dignity. I also have pride. I, I'm not going to just allow, you know, my boss to lie in my face <laughs> and then send a messenger like a punk <laughs> Hmm. That's the word I can come up with right now. <laughs> but to, send a, <laughs> to send a messenger to switch that up and then, you know, paint a narrative that never was. So, yes, you have a job to do, but sometimes you have to choose yourself over that job. So, mental health matters. That's what it comes down to. You know, and, and I think it's... A, go ahead, Fred. You like best to say something? Go ahead. You could... You could. You know, it's yeah. Wrestling is I, I I never use the term fake. It's scripted, right? They are actually putting their bodies in these situations, and these guys are getting injuries. 
Um, you know, wrestlers don't live long uh, often. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so the people that do this think about it like a football player, because that's a physical, physically demanding sport. You know, football players walk away with injuries that just like you would never even hear of and the things of that nature. Um, the people that get up and take this kind of abuse, I'm getting some feedback on my end. I hope you guys aren't getting that too. No, you're fine. Um, the people that get up and take this kind of abuse day in and day out, month in, month out, year in, year out, they love to do it. They care about it. They it's the passion to I've I've liked wrestling all my life. I've never liked it enough to say I'm about to get up in that ring. Well, I'm about to go, I'm about to go <laughs> I wonder jump. what that bump felt like. I'm about to go jump <laughs> off a ladder and fall through a table on a concrete floor with this thin ass uh elementary school gym mat padding <laughs> and then get back up and, and, and climb the ladder and 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 get choke slammed off of it. Never. Never. No problem, coach. That ain't me, right? <laughs> and, and and so what I'm saying is the level of passion that that would take. Um, of course, these people care about what the show is. They want to do. They want it to do well. Mm-hmm. The the nine to five jobs that we all have, we do a good job at them because we want to do well. We want the job to do well because when the job does well, so do we, mm-hmm. right? So if they're protesting that they feel like this is trash content and I don't want to put out this trash content, one, they're devaluing their own stock, right? Number one. But then number two, if the business isn't doing well, that's not going to be money for them there in the future. That's not going to be money for the future that they care about as well. Mm -hmm. Like people like, Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold and whoever from back in the day that something that's talked about because I listened to a couple of different wrestling podcasts the Attitude Era which is like 1997 until like 2001 that's like the guys that were making money there that were wrestling there they never made more money than what they were making during that time because like they had Stone Cold they had The Rock they had The Undertaker those guys, they were drawing so much money that everybody could win. And to your point, Brittany, the ratings are not what it used to be, you mm-hmm. know. And, and like the and what we talked about was the business of wrestling is doing well. WWE is doing well because of the name recognition that they have, the product that they put out outside of like some spots with like the Usos, what we talked about, Roman Reigns. Some of the women's matches, most of it, you can leave. Trash. Like I, I typically don't watch Raw. I only watched SmackDown this past week because I'm like, okay, what's going on? Let's get what's going to happen. Um, but I typically will only watch like the pay per view events just to see like what's going on. Um, the thing I couldn't afford them as a kid. I used to only be able to watch Raw. I used to only be able to watch uh, SmackDown because we didn't have cable. (laughs) I mean, and honestly, the pay per views aren't even worth it now because they just rerun the same matches back on regular TV. Well, (laughs) yeah, at least that that plays into the programming issues. 
at least now it's just the peacock thing at least yeah um but that's kind of the thing too is that they've gotten complacent they've got they made like two billion dollars from nbc just to yeah anyway we're getting way into the thing <laughs> um, these people these women care about the product they care about what they what they uh fought for to make happen to make women's wrestling matter to make um to anybody that's on any tv show they don't just go out there and do the tv show because it's it outside the contract to do a tv show they care about it mm-hmm. listen and I, it's the same thing it i mean it's, it's further than that too though uh okay we at this time if, if anybody can't understand woman equality that, that's what we're at that's that's what it is you yeah, know what i mean it, it's and it's just showing that it's it's face is is in all facets of life no matter what you do so now when you speak of woman equality and you don't even have a health care plan you're risking you know what I'm saying the longevity of your body on a day in day out basis to entertain how dare you to just say shut up and do your job you know and I I actually, my uncle wrestled. Don't ask me exactly what he wrestled for or whatnot, but I know he broke. <laughs> it, that was years ago, you know what I mean? But I know he broke six ribs, you know what I'm saying? Wrestling, because, you know, just be, it, because it's scripted and it seems fake, you know, a lot of that, like you said, the hits are real. You know, uh, I, I grew up with uh, Al Snow's nephew. We went to school, graduated together. Lime, Ohio. I didn't think about it. (laughs) Yeah, he he, he lived in Shawnee. It was just a a township right outside of Lyman. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he'll tell you, you know, yeah, you might think it's fake, but (laughs) we go through a lot, you know what I'm saying, with those hits and the preparation and training and and whatnot. And when you do that with no health care, it shows the love for it. But at the same time, beyond the love for it i just want to be treated equal i just want yeah. the same right i just want the same you know what i'm saying the same glory that you know the usos is getting for 200 and some odd days day in day out you know what i'm saying storyline to match for one yeah, it might not we might not be able to go, you know, as many times, but we should have as just many half the matches. We should be getting tested on a, a, a weekly basis at least once. And I think we should not to interrupt you, but it's not about like being able to win. You don't necessarily have to go have the a championship for almost a year. Ring no. these guys don't care about that. They want to be in so like because Brittany, you talk about how like Sasha and like she was winning the title and losing it right back. Yeah. That was 2016. It was Monday Night Raw. The story that they were telling was Charlotte Flair does not lose on pay-per-view. And she went through this long, long streak where she didn't lose on pay-per-view. And Charlotte is probably I love Sasha. I said Sasha is the best person on the roster today. I, I feel that way. But Charlotte is probably the greatest female wrestler of all time. It, it, she, she just is. Um, and the story that they were telling at this point is that Sasha doesn't 
or sorry, that Charlotte doesn't lose on pay-per-view. Y'all, Brittany looking at me like she ain't the best. <laughs> I, it's not. I'm just tired of seeing her. I, I mean, I feel like we see less of her since the well, whole, like, Ric Flair, like, yeah. scandal. But yeah. I was tired of seeing her. <laughs> um, But, so, the, the story that they were telling was is that um, Charlotte doesn't lose on pay-per-view. And they would wrestle on pay-per-view, <laughs> and Charlotte would win the title back. And then they would wrestle on Raw, and Sasha would win the title back. And so the title was going back and forth between the two. But, like, that was the story. They were main eventing pay-per-views, main eventing Monday Night Raws, putting on great match after great match after great match. Didn't matter if it was on Raw, if it was pay-per-view, whatever. Like, it was entertaining, right? And so, like, that was the thing. And then, like, um, like these guys understand that they're going to lose and have to do jobs. They don't care about that. It's... Does it make sense? Does it help my character? Mm-hmm. And does it help the business so that way I can continue to make as much money as possible before I lose the ability to walk or gain some sort of major injury that forces me to end my career immediately? Absolutely. That's what it's about for these guys. And it's their brand, too. Yeah. Because after it's over, it's their brand they got to live off of. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think we did the best job that we could with it, given <laughs> the amount of information that we have. Um, I hope that everybody enjoyed this conversation. I know we talked a lot about wrestling, but I really hope, you know, you guys aren't going to be reductive with what we're talking about. and You understood the greater theme of the conversation. It was about respect. It was about equality. And it was about, you know, being able to, we stood up for, to the best of our ability, we stood up for black women that con- that contractually can't stand up for themselves right now. Absolutely. Free, free my nigga, Nene and Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> we are the real ones. <laughs> so, Brittany, go ahead and plug yourself, plug your show and all of that stuff awesome. for our listeners. So we actually go live on Tuesday nights at 8.30. Um, We are unapologetically Black, never broken, always empowered. We also upload on Wednesday, much like you guys, (laughs) to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We cover all topics that affect Black families, the Black households. Um, The episode we are doing tomorrow is racism in the school systems. Mm. as a whole. So we're bringing on some different educators and um, having that conversation. One of my favorites was the police, just the relationship with the police. We actually had an officer who was like very pro being a police officer and we were like, oh, oh. Um, So yes, (laughs) like we have a very similar vibe to you guys. Um, That's why I loved when Brad was on, we were able to connect and we hope that if you enjoy listening to what's happening, you will come over and and check us out. Yeah, definitely check out. Thank you guys so much for having me. (laughs) Appreciate you said thank you. But what our listeners don't know is that we kind of booked you for two weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, this was a surprise. This was a surprise. We had next week scheduled to work together already. Yeah. I'm waving my hands as so if people can see me. <laughs> <laughs> we had next week scheduled to work together already. 
um, this week was just kind of a pop-up bonus surprise, yeah. so to speak. So y'all will hear from Brittany next <laughs> week as well. I'll be here next week. But feel free to... Honorary co-host two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to pop over to Unapologetically Black. Listen to all of her episodes, just like you listen to all of what's happening. But if you're only going to listen to two, listen to the one that's dropping the same day as today when you're listening to this uh, regarding racism in education. And then listen to the one from two weeks ago with your boy. I talked about raising bar, uh, multiracial children. So it was a dope conversation. It was fun. And um, we're excited to work with you again next week. Yeah. And we are out. Peace. Thanks for listening to What's Happening. If you enjoy our show, we'd love for you to take a moment and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app and to share the show with a friend. Fred Scott and myself, Brad Robinson, are co-hosts and producers of What's Happening. Our theme song is Capital by Getch G. You get that song and all of our music from Epidemic Sound. Follow us on social media at What's Happening. That's W-H-U-S-H-A-T-T-N-I-N. We are on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find Fred and myself on social media as well. And all of our social media handles are in the show notes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. You do things your own way. You make things your own, just the way you like them. Your bank should do that for you, too. The Bank of Clark is the bank for that. From banking to lending to wealth management, when you need financial services built just for you, we're the bank for that. Find out what banking designed just for you is all about. Call 1-800-650-8723. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. That's bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC.